Hey there, you're listening to Don't Be an Asshole, a spiritual guide. It's a podcast where we talk about life, music, and spirituality. As we get into this, I just want you to know that it's not about getting you to believe what I believe. It's about asking you to ask yourself why you believe what you believe. Well, hey there, everybody. It is time for another episode of Don't Be an A-Hole, a spiritual guide. Today, we are finishing up my conversation with Eric Radomsky, part number four of a conversation we had way back in November. It just takes a while sometimes, man, to put that much of a conversation out there half an hour at a time. So uh, looking forward to you guys hearing that, hitting me up, letting me know what you think. Uh, if you want to have a discussion, if you want to have a conversation about God, about spirituality, hit me up at my email. It'll be down below in the notes. That's dbaaeric at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Instagram, on Facebook, however it is that you feel you want to come at me, bro. Anyway, today is Valentine's Day 2019, so happy Valentine's Day to all of you guys, which also means it's my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, Chris. So there you go. If you want to support this podcast, you can go to patron.podbean.com forward slash Eric Tomier and support this podcast. So without further ado, here we are, part four, Eric Radomsky. All right. <laughs> okay, so last question, yeah. and then you know we can keep talking. But this is the this is the big one, the big question. In spite of all this, what keeps you coming back to faith? What what keeps you holding on to the belief? Yeah, there was a time period where I really wanted to let go. Mm -hmm. Some of my siblings today they don't believe in God. Mm -hmm. So I, I could see the path where they went, and I understand that. And I, I felt like I was going that direction as well. But at some point, just something, I don't know what it is, I, I held on to. I, I think what it was was finding other people who were going through similar kind of that deconstruction, that breaking down your faith. And even though everything falls apart, doesn't mean that God isn't there. Mm -hmm. I think that listening to other people, having people that I can actually talk to, about it and being open in a small group and letting people know that I'm questioning a lot of things. And they, when they told me it's okay, mm -hmm. that really took me back because if I told people in our church, it was, right, you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> you're rebellion. You need to come back. You need to go to retreat. Yeah. You need to get that Jesus back in your life. And that was a big thing that kind of held me on, having people listening to other people, other people's stories and say, hey, our faith was broken, but look, we're putting it back together. There, there's a different view on a lot of things that you were taught. And when I found that out, I wanted to research that. Again, I don't know. At the end, I don't know what I want to believe in next year right? or next week. I don't. I might change everything that I said today. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I say all the time. I, I, I don't. <laughs> no, None of us do. Yeah. It's like people who get into a bad marriage. You know, they, they refuse to let go because they don't believe in divorce. People refuse to walk back statements of faith because they don't want to be considered wishy-washy or a, a waffler or, or, you know, someone who goes back and forth. Um, but I'm like, wh why not? Um, Doesn't that make you a better person, though? Yeah, they, they don't want to admit that, like, like it's going to hurt God's feelings if we question God. You know, it it's other Christians. <laughs> if God is as big as we believe he is, then he's going to be fine. 
Yeah, look at the examples in the Bible. Yeah. I just, there's so many examples of people who doubted, who just didn't believe. Yeah. And they actually had to be shown a Jesus with a hand, with yeah. a Thomas touching his hand. I mean, today for us, it's harder for us to believe today. Yeah. I mean, the people we look at as giants of faith would be, have their credentials dismissed immediately. They would be part of the Rob Bell category. Yeah. David? Dude, that guy. I mean, adultery and murder. Yeah. Yeah, we're not talking, we're not talking someone who skimmed a little off the top. Yeah, or (laughs) masturbated a couple of times. Nobody was looking. It's like. Yeah. I mean, people figured that he was like, well, he's definitely going to die because we put this other, put this virgin in his bed and he didn't like automatically screw her. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I guess, you know, it's the end of his life. I don't know. Every time I go back and read that story and read, like I talked about the centurion, I think Jesus sees not the outer appearance or the outer things that we do because all of us do different things, but he sees our hearts. Mm-hmm. Is there goodness there? Is, is there a heart that strives for truth, strives for honesty, doesn't lie? And David was something like that where, you know, he hit things, but sooner or later he had to admit it. Yeah. <laughs> he had to face the truth and he, he confessed. He, again, a lot of I think a lot of Christians we like to hide. Yeah, and and I did that for a long time. I hid, I hid my sins, I hid the things that I was struggling with, and that's the biggest yeah. thing. Is yeah, and the thing is, we we hide things we struggle with, be, because we the things we're really ashamed of, like, uh, but the things that maybe aren't even sin. It's <laughs> true. You know, it's how it's we crazy. treat. You know, yeah, we're. You know, we every fourteen-year-old boy's, uh, you know, journal if they keep one is like oh, I'm really messed up again today. I, I I looked at porn or I, you know, and I, and I think that breaks your ability to appreciate and love uh, another human. Yeah, pornography. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, that's a whole. Um, you don't have to even be a Christian to know yeah, that. Yeah, that's not a Christian. That thing. that breaks down, you know, things psychologically. But you know, you can be fourteen, fifteen, twenty-five, forty-four. And be like, and if you live your life based on shame and uh, this sexual purity thing, and you think that um, thinking about somebody else or masturbating is this huge sin, then you spend all your time feeling guilty on that and just trying not to do that instead of digging deep into what does it really look like to love one another and to live in Christian community? Because you're spending all your energy just trying not to jerk off. Exactly. So true. (laughs) Sorry. That was my life. That was my youth. Yeah. It's all to jerk off. Yeah. Just try not. It's, you know, right now my my thing is like, uh, love God, love people and don't be an asshole. But back then it was love God, love people and don't jerk off. You know, (laughs) We used to have this thing with our small groups, especially back then, was, you know, how long have you been pure? How long have you not masturbated? Right. And some of us would, some guys would be like, oh, it's three months. I'm like, damn, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, three months? Yeah. Like, I go three weeks and I'm just like, I can't. So it's just. Oh, yeah. There's whole books, every man's battle, every young man's battle. You know, there's a whole series of them. Basically, it's like. It's how you know, about being so so pure because you know if you're giving away if you're masturbating or whatever that you're you're stealing from your wife not 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 the not the seed you know the seed but just the the thought and the the, the all your sexual energy and that and like and I know a lot of people are talking about like the pressure and like the physical you know the buildup. up. 
But, you know, once it gets to that point, enough gets released in just normal urine, you know, and, and the scientific, and like, so if you have nocturnal emissions, a wet dream or whatever, yeah. then you're still thinking unpure thoughts. Exactly. And you I'm know, like, you know how many thoughts I had in dreams that today, oh my goodness. I'm like, you wake up with guilt and shame. Yeah. You wake, I didn't do anything. Yeah. You, <laughs> you wake up and you're like, well, I sinned again. <laughs> no, you didn't. Sin is when someone's hungry and you're like, oh, I don't have any cash on me. Sorry. Yeah. And you got, you know, $7 in your pocket. You don't want to give it away for yeah. whatever reason. No, sometimes we can't afford to give. Sometimes we can't afford to, we don't have a coat. We don't, we cannot, yeah, no. we, we can't, but to be honest, I, I got like six coats right there. I ought to be, you know, I ought to be like, here, take my coat. You know? Speaking of that, I was looking through my closet yesterday. I have a bunch of stuff that I can give and it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, we, we will... Once we get these feelings and we feel guilty about it, we'll like fill up a trash bag and take it down to Salvation Army, and we we'll, that alleviates us because we've given away everything we could possibly give away. But you know, I think it would be better just to give it away to the person that we see. Yeah, you know. But it's not like I'm living that. You know, I, I mean, I'm I'm still trying to figure out what does it really look like to love one another, exactly. to be kind to one another. It doesn't mean that we, I don't think we have to be constantly doing because I mean, we got kids, we got jobs, we got families, we got, we got life. We, and we want to enjoy some part of our life. Some people feel so guilty that they're like those, uh, those 12th century monks that were, you know, just slap each other on the back with a whip, you know? And I'm like, we don't need to do that with our life. Um, we don't need to constantly be berating ourselves for trying to enjoy life, but at the same time, we, we can't alleviate our guilt by, you know, throwing some, some, uh, old jeans at, uh, Salvation Army either. Yeah, I agree. Cause it's better to look somebody in the eye and love them. Cause that's hard. But even what you just said, listening to people talk and tell their stories. That's one of my thing. I think for my podcast, what I wanted to get to is. I want people, because I've told my story. Mm-hmm. Like, I unfolded my sex. There was a whole sexual episode where I just, I said everything that I went through. Like, mm-hmm. the things that I hid that nobody knew about except Karina and maybe my brother. Mm-hmm. But I just unleashed because I had to because I feel like a lot of people struggle with it. They don't want to talk about it. But all of us have a different story and it should be told. Right. And if you listen, if I listen to other, another person's story, now I can sympathize with them. Now I can see why they're at where they're at. Yeah. Instead of being, well, you should come and be like me. Yeah. Believe what I believe because of this and this. No, they went through a whole different experience. Yeah. You know, people, I mean, going from not having faith to having faith is a huge step. Exactly. It's a huge thing. People, and, people. And I don't understand it because I never went through it. Yeah. We, we, you know, I grew up with faith. Yeah. You know, I went through a while. I, when I was 17, 18 years old. I completely what what the church calls backslid. Yeah, duh. but I still believed in God. I never didn't have faith. I just what I believed about God was that He exists and He doesn't like me very much. Yeah. But people have this mindset that be, if you're an atheist, that you're a bad person. They they treat everyone who's an atheist like they're Joseph freaking Stalin. You no, know, it's true. Like all of a sudden, like you're like this social communist who is like this, these godless heathens, people build up a straw man about atheists. Hear me, Mr. Atheist. God is going to judge you. No, 
all of us are going to be judged according to the Christian theology that we've yeah. adhered to our entire life. <laughs> you know, I, I've met people who have zero faith, who are shining lights, kind people, full of joy. And I've met people who believe in Jesus, who are the most bitter, hateful people I've ever seen in my entire life. Yep. Who's going to get to spend eternity? We don't know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I don't know. One thing about atheism, I think, for Christians is it's a political thing, too. I don't Mm -hmm. want to get into politics, but I think it's a political because if you become atheist, then you shift toward the liberal side. If you're going to the liberal side, you're way off. You're gone. Yeah. Now you're fighting against us. It's like this. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of Christians today, I have people on Facebook post like you cannot be a Democrat, be a Christian. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's, it's crazy. To- the most Christian president we've had in my lifetime is Jimmy Carter. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about him. <laughs> yeah, well, he was before you were born. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Carter. He was president during a, a time of really, really bad uh, this financial the Cold war. Right? Yeah, before like early Cold. This was right before early Reagan. America. Right before Reagan. Okay. Um, and so the economy was just so bad. And he, only, he was only one term. I mean, the thing is, presidents get too much blame and too much credit yeah, for I the agree. economy. But so the economy was bad, basically. Like if you if adjust for inflation, gas was like five bucks a gallon. Jeez. You know, I mean, it was bad. People didn't have jobs. I mean, just uh, the reason why Rocky, the first Rocky movie, won Best Picture is because it was a movie about hope with when all other four movies were like all the president's men yeah. and yeah, um like, yeah. like were, were 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 these like movies about despair and rocky was a movie about hope at a time when everyone needed hope but jimmy carter someone was at someone asked him have you ever committed adultery he's like well i've looked at a woman with lust in my heart before so technically <laughs> yes damn <laughs> maybe not a great president but he was a democrat and he was a christian and he's still alive, and he still builds builds houses with like Habitat for Humanity. He's like three hundred and forty seven years old or ninety something. And no, uh, but, and those are the people. Yeah, I, these are the real. They're real. Yeah. And so that that kind of bugs me too. It's just yeah. I I grew up thinking you had to be not so much Republican, but really because if you were a Democrat, you were for abortion and. And which does it's not true. It's not true at all. I'm and so politicized. That's and that's another thing I've been com- coming around, evolving on. Not not that I'm like, oh, let's just start having abortions, you know, but or everyone should have one or whatever. But I'm not going to judge. It's it's not for me to and say. Every story is unique. Yeah, it's hard to just put everybody yeah. into a box and say you're doing something wrong. I know, but that's the one like. I know people have completely sold their political soul to vote for one person because they say they're pro-life when everything else they do is completely unloving, unkind, unjust, uh, motivated by greed or hate or something along those lines. And, and I'm like, you can't, you can't look at just one thing. You know, I, I'm, we're not going to dive. We're not, I'm not going to drop names. We're not going to really talk politics on this particular episode. I've done it before. People know where I stand. Uh, and a lot of people, to the chagrin of people who know me, they they're they, because you know what if you do want to go back into ministry someday, and uh, I'm like, oops, then they know who I am exactly. You know, I feel very strongly on being that it's important to to be on record as being on the right side of history on something, and maybe I'm wrong. 
Yeah. You know, Carl, we could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong and it'll be proven down the road that I was wrong. But there were people who believed truly godly men who believed that women should not have the right to vote. There were godly men who believed that African Americans were godly <laughs> men believe that slaves were okay. Yeah, having slaves were fine, or that uh, it was cool. Even once they're like, okay, well, slave slavery is bad, but they can't drink out of the same water fountain as me. <laughs> How could they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, even today, a majority of Christians don't believe that a woman could be a pastor or yeah. could be in ministry and lead yeah. people. And, and just... That's one place where my denomination gets it right. They really... But, I mean, they, it, it was a long time coming. I mean, the fact that Rhoda was the first Persian woman to be uh, licensed with the Assemblies of God, and that was like 2015 or 2012 or something along that's those lines. That's pretty like, recent. Yeah, that's pretty recent, <laughs> you know. Now, the Assemblies of God has only been around since 1914. It took almost 100 years. Yeah, it took almost 100 years. And that's not to say that there was just a bunch of Persian women trying. You know, this uh, the other day, someone, they made a false statement. They said that uh, some, something about the first integrated NFL team in 1971. And I was like, uh, no, Jim Brown played in the 60s. And so, and yeah, it, it took, even if it was the, the late 50s or the early 60s before uh, NFL was integrated, the league had only been around for like 15 years at that point. Yeah. yeah you know, NFL. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it, it's, yeah, they should have been integrated from day one, but it's not like it took like 75 years for the league to be integrated. <sighs> like Jackie Robinson was the first uh, black guy to play professional baseball and it was in the forties. And so, yeah, professional baseball been around for, you know, way back, yeah. you know, 50 years, but he was, it was still in a time before, uh, it was still there's still the Jim Crow South for another 20 years after that, so yeah. they were really ahead of the curve um, as far as national racism goes. So they, it's like oh, you can look down upon the Major League Baseball of the 30s and the early 40s, but they stepped up in a time when uh, nobody else was pretty. Yeah, much. nobody else would. So. But I mean, not to say not to say that life was easy for Jackie Robinson and any of the other men who who uh, came in and played baseball. And I, I don't know the history on it real real yeah, well. I'm not even that, I'm not even that big of a sports fan anymore. I Aww. I, I <laughs> to, to be completely honest and to open up a whole another topic of discussion. <laughs> I, I grew up loving sports. Like yeah, I know from sports. when I met you. Yeah, the last around two years ago, I probably went through what was the. I mean, maybe it's looking back on it is probably because of the shift in, in career and, uh, my life just, you know, turning upside down. It's probably why I'm questioning my faith. But I went through like the darkest depression. Um, yeah. and when you're depressed, you stopped taking joy in things that you used to take joy in. So like football was like the first thing to be like, I, I don't take any joy in watching football right now. <laughs> and so That's I'm like, tough to hear. Yeah. My heart's broken. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I just didn't enjoy People are like, oh, did you see the OU game? I'm like, no. It's like, well, I'm like, I'm going to stop you. I don't really care. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to have a conversation about football. <laughs> but even before then, if I didn't like something, I would still, if someone else liked it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, whether it's baseball or hockey or, uh, you know. You could talk about it. Have yeah, a talk about it, have a conversation. But not only that, if someone else is passionate about something, then it rubs off on me. I enjoy it. You know, I like, like, I don't like, I don't like curry or Indian food, but if you loved it, I'd want to hear all about it. And I'd want to go with you to your favorite Indian place and I'd have whatever you have. And I might not like it, but I would enjoy the company and the passion that rubs off on me. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
there for a while, everything was gray. There was no color in my, I was like, I was like the first 20 minutes of the wizard of Oz, you know, <laughs> I was just like, like, I don't care about anything. Nothing makes me happy. Oh. And, uh, and, but since that's kind of lifted and things are in color a little bit, I still, I haven't filled that time. I filled the time that I used to spend watching sports with other things. So yeah. it's still not, uh, it's, it's not a part of my life anymore. So it kind of like got burned out in that fire of depression. Now I'm like, oh, I want to go for a walk you know, or something. For me, it was the opposite. When I stopped going to church on Sundays, mm -hmm. it opened this. Because for years, you know, you know, I'm a Packers fan. So for years, I wouldn't be able to watch Packers games because they usually are 10 a.m. Yeah. our time. Yeah. So I was always at church. I could never get to watch a Packers game. And it was a frustrating part for me. You know, I can only watch the, you know, Thursday, Monday nights games or whatever. So when I got the break from church, I'm like, I, I don't have to go to church. <laughs> I've been in this oh Sundays at my place is Karina Josie you guys go do something mm -hmm. okay I got two TVs I have red zone on I'm just sitting back relaxing on my phone and it, it's for me it's right now it's a big joy so, yeah well I mean everyone needs a distraction and something that brings yeah them, exactly uh, a joy and and happiness and it's nothing to feel guilty about I used to feel guilty if someone caught me playing a game on my phone I would, I still, still, <laughs> because I've always been someone who works 60, 70, 80 hours a week. My entire life was about planning. And now my life is about waiting. Um, either being an actor, voiceover, you know, I do auditions and then I wait and, uh, I drive for Uber to try to make some money or something. I haven't done that in a little bit. I, I just feel so much guilt if someone saw me doing some, if, if I'm like, I was like, I, just, I don't, I don't like watch TV, but now I'm like, if someone saw my Netflix queue that I've gone through an entire season of Luke Cage in like 10, in like three days, I'd feel so much guilt and shame about that. And so that's a, that's still that thing that I still, yeah, I still fair. hold on to this shame that I've always had, but now it just looks different. I'm just ashamed <laughs> of how I spend my time, you know, spend 10 minutes and squeeze one out in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm kidding. 10 uh, minutes. That's good. Yeah. No, it's not. No, not, <laughs> no I shouldn't spend that much time. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. Yep. Two minutes max. Come on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, it's too hard. <laughs> yeah, well, I got to get my thought. You know, it's like, it's like what am I going to think about? <laughs> it's true. No, no. There was a, a professor at the Bible college I went to who was like, I don't think masturbation is a sin. It's what you think about while you're doing it. If you can look at a chair and think about that while doing it, then there's nothing wrong with it about the physical release. And everyone was like, who's going to think about a chair? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I never thought about a chair. I know. It's like... Somebody on the chair, maybe. <laughs> I know. That's that's the thing. And so, but I think he knew that if you put your mind to thinking about a chair, then, you know, you're not going to be able to... And I think it is important to be able to control your mind. Exactly. Again, self-control. One think of the about, gifts of the spirit. One of the fruit of the spirit. Sorry. Yeah. Is to think about the things you need to and want to think about because we can let your mind wonder and sometimes letting your mind wonder is a wonderful thing yes. to just because what you bring back with you when you reel it back in are all these ideas and thoughts especially if you're a creative person like us you know a lot of people aren't going to look at us and go like oh there's an artist right there because <laughs> of the way we look or whatever but i mean we're both musicians we both really love art music and there's a sensitivity to that it doesn't sound like we're sensitive, but we are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so letting your mind, but I used to feel so much guilt and shame about like, if someone was like, Oh, what are you playing 
Toon Blast? <laughs> if someone saw me playing Toon Blast, I would be mortified. But I am, see, on Toon Blast. What level am I on? <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's one. It's it's like Candy Crush. Oh. Um. So it's like one of it's a it's a stupid, mind-numbingly uh, boring game. But I'm on level one thousand five hundred fifty-four. <sighs> And I'm kind of stuck right now. So I'm frustrated. If someone saw me doing that. You just feel. I would. The guilt and shame I would feel about somebody seeing me play this game is indescribable. I want them to see me reading. I want them to see me planning something out in my in my journal. I want them to see me like. I don't even freaking really know how to use a spreadsheet, but I want them seeing me <laughs> creating <laughs> a, a spreadsheet, you know, writing, doing something that is moving, moving things forward. And all you're doing now is just talking. <laughs> yeah. All I do now is talking to a microphone like a schlup. <laughs> but for me, it's almost the same thing as writing something. Mm-hmm. Some people don't. For me, I try to write things. It's just it doesn't go. I, I get frustrated. Yeah. Sitting in front of a screen, I can't. But discussing, talking, and talking mm-hmm. to other people, it's... Well, I mean, we're, I, I feel like we're moving thoughts forward. You know, I don't really know if anyone's going to sit and listen to this exactly. podcast. But I, I'm working out some of the m- most frustrating things I've ever gone through out loud right now. And not to say that I'm even going to agree with everything I'm saying right now. Next year you can listen and be like, Whoa, I was wrong. I mean, sometimes I say something and in the middle of saying it, <laughs> I'm like, Oh no, I do not agree with that at all. <laughs> you know, I mean the pastor at Saddleback, Rick Warren, he's always like, you don't have to believe everything you think, mm-hmm. you know, he's say, you don't have to believe everything you feel. You don't have to believe everything you think. And that, that was freedom for me because I thought a lot of things. And I think a lot of, conflicting things i come up with both sides of the argument um not that i'm like some super smart person that thinks of every angle but i i think about things from different perspectives all the time and you have to as as a christian you got to and i'm again like i told you i'm rereading all these gospel passages and rereading the i'm just looking i'm like it's not what i used to i used to read it Mm -hmm. jesus handled everybody differently some people would tell you he said Sin no more. Some people, he said nothing. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think about that. If Jesus, God Himself, told people, you know, didn't have them pray the prayer of repentance, mm-hmm. <laughs> then we should we should just treat people differently. And a lot of people had a hard time with how I closed sermons because I w- I didn't do a traditional altar call. Really? Oh, shame on you. <laughs> I know. I know. And because I'm like, there's, I would end with like, there's no magic prayer. There's no words that you can repeat after me that's going to, I'm like, because the Bible says, if you believe in your heart. Are you the only one that ever did that? Man. And if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that that Christ is Lord and he's risen from the dead, then you're a believer. That That's what saves you. Not coming up here, not me laying my hands on you. Now, after this, because I'd travel and speak, you know. And I'd say, if after this you want to go up to the pastor, you know, Pastor Bob or whatever, and and tell him that you made this decision so that he can, you know, give you some advice yeah, or, or something, then and get you plugged into a a, a, a new new believers class or, or whatever they have here, you know, then that that's fine. But I'm not, and then I would, and I'm going to hand it back over, and then they usually the pastor would usually do an altar call uh, you know, after they I. They have to. It's like yeah. we have to give people opportunity to come to the front and acknowledge Jesus in front of everybody. Right. 
Oh, and, my goodness. But I would say, hey, if you believe in Jesus, then you're a Christian. And again, when once a person believes, what is he going to do? He's going to try to seek it out. Yeah. And if he has the right people around them, sooner or later, they're going to help. Yeah. And in Chi Alpha, I used to give people like a, a book and like, hey, you know, here's something that helped me. And yeah, you can call me anytime. Here's my cell phone number. And we'd have small group. And we'd have, you know, and the most important part for me, the most important part of our weekly meeting was the meal. The communion. Yeah. <laughs> Was the food? I'm calling it now. Yeah. Every time, every, what we're doing here is a communion, even though yeah. we don't have any food. You, you want some <laughs> no, food? No, I don't. Yeah. I ate before I came. Because yeah. um, I, I guess you know, I guess <laughs> some uh, some sausage in the fridge, you know, and just warm it up real quick. Um, anyway, well, man, we're closing in on two hours Jeez, here, yeah, that's, and uh, that's crazy. so I got I got some editing to do, but I had a good time, and I look forward to doing this again. No, same here. Yeah, I appreciate you. All right, kids, don't be an asshole. All right.